you got yeah, to be me. That was a good warm up. <laughs> we're gonna yes, do it. We're gonna Don't do the, to, We're gonna do the, the intros, app. and then we're gonna skip everything we just talked about and just head straight into the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Good night. What is going on over here? I got here, super dude? into the conversation. I got I got super into the conversation. You know, I was going to say something when we, it was me you and Andy talking. I was like, you know, because I didn't say, I was going to say something because I, I thought you always just recorded the thing from the very, very beginning because you instantly started doing it. No, because because you had to consent. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't get the consent button. I should have said something. I didn't consent. That's all right. The recap, you know, you can, you can listen to it. It's not necessary. Yeah. I mean, come on. I feel like if I you guess, if you're watching this episode, you probably listened to the other one. Venmo is five. <laughs> Venmo is five dollars, and uh, we'll give you the uncut. <laughs> you can get but we still have to re-record it though. Oh shit! <laughs> I didn't even record it on mine. Nope, we're f, dude. <laughs> yep, it's gone. It's gone. Go listen to the other podcast, you dickheads. I mean, there was some cool shit that was said, but it's all right. We'll, we'll bye. Sure, we'll say some more cool shit. Good. Now that we got Andy out of the room, we can talk about his crappy idea for the show that we just totally <laughs> forgot to record. <laughs> Terrible, Adam. You know what, dude? Remember what he said, and you have to come back to it later because that's super rude, dude. We'll come, we'll do it at the end then. How about that? Just to to reboot our minds, we'll come back to it at the end. Yes. You know, I mean, it could be next time too. I mean, just as long as you do it. It fit perfectly with the recap because it had to do with coming uh, home after boot camp. Yep, yep. Maybe maybe we'll start that conversation off first and we'll do that again. Okay. Okay, good. I'm a little more polished on it. What to say. All right. And everyone's consented. Come on, you know, hope as you joke as Adam Rose. Hey, welcome to Sea Stories with Adam. Sea Stories are tall tales generally told by sailors and fishermen. I'm here with three of my good buddies from the Navy, and we're going to tell some sea stories of our own over some brews. Like I said, my name is Adam. Today, I'll be drinking an Elysian Salt and Sea Watermelon Ghost Beer. Uh, Elysian is out of Seattle, Washington. And so far, I'm enjoying what I'm having. We'll do uh, beer reviews at the very end of the podcast. Next, I'd like to introduce my friend Andy. Andy, what's going on? And uh, what are you drinking today? Yeah, I'm doing well. Again, it's Andy Madison. Uh, today, I'm drinking Kona Brewing Company's Longboard Island Lager. It is from... Uh, Kona, Hawaii, and it is uh, quite tasty. Drew, what's up, dude? How you been? And uh, what are you drinking today? I am good, thank you. I am drinking a Landshark Island style lager from uh, Margaritaville <laughs> Brewing Company, St. Louis, Missouri. Second time, and um, Landshark is still sounds pretty good right now. Joe, what's up, man? And uh, what are you, what are we drinking today? Well, sir, I am Joe, and I am drinking a Casey Pills from Boulevard Brewing in Kansas City, Missouri. Get out of here! Let me tell you what, Boulevard, big deal in Kansas City. Been around for I don't know. 
assuming since like the 80s, 89. Nice. So, um, yeah. Where's your microbreweries out there that old? They don't, don't exist. Uh, Actually, I, don't yeah. know. I mean, when does become, when a microbrewery become like a brewery brewery? It's kind of Sam Adams feels like the level. Is that the level? It, it has to I be. feel like it. It, you it, don't sell bullet anywhere else, do they? Right? It depends on the distribution. If you... Yeah, that too. True. Do you see Boulevard Brewery? Do you guys ever see any Kansas City beers anywhere where you're at? I'd have to look. Yeah. Drew said it? Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm drinking a St. Louis one right now. That's... Well, that's a land shark. That's like mass. I know, but be like <laughs> drinking a blue moon. We do We do have Boulevard here, though, yeah. Do you really? That. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. Um, just to remind everybody, there is an official average GI Joe untapped account where um, we give the beer re- ratings. And who knows, maybe at the end of the year, we'll see what our favorite beers are or whatnot. But we'll do all that stuff at the end of the podcast. Um, I just want to recap the last time we got together. We talked about boot camp, getting recruited, and going to training. And uh, Andy, you brought up something on our, our message. Uh, do you want to you wanna talk about that really quickly? Yes, I do. So I was thinking, since we're going through that chronological uh, journey of how we all became friends, that, um, you know, at some point in time, you know, we go home, whether it was the first time for the holidays or between duty stations or whatever it was, where we get a chance to kind of have a little bit of time to like catch up with our friends and everything and not just visit family uh, you know, for a short stay or whatever, uh, you know, where we kind of realize either we realize that, you know, our past from how, you know, our group of friends all grew up, like we're all pretty much together in the same experiences. And now like we've become quite different people, you know, Mm -hmm. our mannerisms the way we carry ourselves is different or, you know, that your friends noticed, you don't quite behave or act like you used to, like the Navy, you know, the military has changed you some. Yeah. And so I was thinking about the first time I went home after boot camp. Um, Like I said, my, my, my friends pretty much treated me the same. They did. They did acknowledge that I was doing something totally unique and different and probably something out of like my own element, but they didn't put me on any type of pedestal or, or, or parade me around on their shoulders or anything. I do remember feel myself feeling, I didn't have like a holier than thou attitude, but I do remember like my, my uh, confidence was higher. I, I walked a little taller and, and stuff like that. How was it for you guys? Yeah, for, you know, so for me, like two kind of, you know, moments stand out. One of them was like, I think I was just maybe home for a weekend or something like walking around the mall with my friends because we're mall rats, you know, because we're still like 18. And, uh, you know, my buddy kind of noticed that like now I kind of have some rhythm to me, you know, because we're both musicians. And it was like, you know, my timing kind of used to be all over the place and inconsistent. But, you know, three months of marching on grinders and calling cadence or whatever, you know, kind of righted the ship so i was you know more rhythmic in that sense and then uh the other one was kind of we're out drinking like we used to when we were kids being hoodlums and uh 
you know, my body just kind of noticed that I had this like stiffness or rigidness to me, like I'm, you know, kind of standing taller, you know, uh, carrying myself, you know, more rigid, you know, and whatnot, like, uh, you like know, wasn't the, uh, you know, <laughs> low slung shoulders or whatever, just kind of like sulking kind of cushy life, you know, was, you know, your chest stands out a little bit and everything else, you know, you just kind of carry yourself as a, you know, a sailor. Andrew. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, um, I don't think it really changed me much. Like when I first went home, like, I, I don't think so. Um, the only difference was I noticed none of my friends would smoke weed around me, uh, but I could, <laughs> I could drink a shit ton more. So, you know, they were like, well, watch out. Here comes the sailor. And drink us all under the table, and I'm I'm pretty sure I did. You're a level you're a level sixty part of year while they're still in their their mid twenties. Yeah, it's like let me show you how it's done here. Uh, squared away. That's the term I was thinking about when when Andy uh, was talking. It was like you you're more squared. Oh. Away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually, that would have fit in pretty well, dude. Yeah. How about I didn't you, even, um. You know, Drew, just to, just to touch on that, I think it was because we're so much better at drinking because it was like we had to, the Navy forces you to binge drink. It's like, oh, you get Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you have to come into work and do stuff. Uh, you know, and you might have to come in on Saturday or maybe Sunday. But if you don't have to, you might as well make the best of it and drink $65 worth of uh, natural light, please. Right. You mean lot. I have to drink 95 <laughs> beers between now and Monday? All right, well, shit. All right. Hey, here I we go. <laughs> you know, and so when you went back and your buddies were, you know, hanging out and break from community college or whatever, and they're, you know, drinking beers and shit, you're like, we just hammer it, you know, cheap booze all, you know, for one party. Yeah, dude, I'll drink. I'll put down a case of beer for you just to show you how to get it done. <laughs> don't ask me to be out there all day long. Yeah, I'll drink three cases. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they, you know, they definitely noticed it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the king's in town. No, they didn't call <laughs> the king. It was like, yeah, it's a guy we went to high school. Uh, <clears throat> they didn't treat you any differently or? No, they, you know, they just joked around yeah, with yeah. me, you know, just did the, <clears throat> the same, same BS stuff, you know. Uh, that I think that, you know, that I like them just as much as I like the rest of these guys that I hear everybody here just because it was like, you know, hang out with my bros again. So, you know, uh, they, everybody just lives to give each other a little bit of shit. So that's why I, that's why my friends always acted. Uh, mom and dad are a different story that, you know, they, they definitely noticed right away that, you know, their kid wasn't, you know, a slouchy, you know, dingus that just graduated high school or whatever, you know, especially in that short amount of time from boot camp or from leaving boot camp to like passing review, they get to see, you know, like they get to see a, a real transformation. They dropped you up at the airport for shit's sake. You know, they watched you like slouch away like a slug. And then, <laughs> and then all of a sudden they see, you know, you banging it out with your division or whatever. And then you go to see them through the crowd and you're, you know, and at that point you're like just bursting with pride. You just, you know, did something really cool. And, uh, so you're obviously you're just going to be, you know, way peacocking on everybody, you know, stand up as straight as you possibly can, stretching your five, eight frame to about a 
five, nine and a half. And, uh, <laughs> and then, you know, and then also I, I, when I, the, when I came home for like Christmas and stuff, uh, mom would take me down to take me down to church with her and parade me around in my dress clothes and everyone at church, you know, all they, they, oh, they, they, the older ladies would fawn over you. I went to a, <laughs> I went to a really small church, a Presbyterian church in a town called Hillsdale. And there was, there was, the congregation was not bad, was not big. So like people had seen me when I was 12 or 13. And now here I was like 18, 19, 20. And they were, they were 67 years old then. And now they're, you know, 80 or 90. And I'm, big man, big man on, on church come through. Old ladies, oh my goodness, Joe, such a man now. I really wasn't. <laughs> so I'm a... Uh... This reminded me, uh, I'm Mexican. I come from a predominantly Mexican town in California. And this is probably like a George Lopez bit as well, where, uh, <laughs> where um, like if you do anything that's out of the ordinary or, or could be considered good or something, like the classic like Mexican, your friends will be like, so what, you think you're all bad now? Like, I, I'm sure I got a ton of those when I went home the first time. Like, instead of acknowledging that you did something cool, you get the... So what you think you're all bad now? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm kind of sad right now because we, I had a cool. We talked about this cool space force bit, and I, we also had the head tapping your head bit that we don't get to do anymore. So I'm kind of I'm kind of bummed bummed out about that. Yeah. I mean, there's always next time we can definitely talk about that stuff again. It doesn't have to be. You know, yeah, yeah. Right now, uh, I'll keep. I'll do it. <laughs> it was a good bit. I felt like it was a good bit. Yeah. That it was I, good stuff. That I, ruined. I ruined it. It was good. Well, Andy kind of helped you because he didn't say anything. I'm gonna go back to those bits now because I don't want to move on with the <laughs> with the <laughs> good stuff with the episode, and then you know, Andy comes in in the middle. We're talking about birthing. Yeah, we can skip him and talk about Space Force. Okay, let's do that then. If the Space Force, as new as, as it is now, like we don't have very much information about the Space Force, but say this, the Space Force was up and running and it had it been an option when you're going through the recruitment process, would that have been an option for you guys? Drew? Uh, no, fuck no. Um, I, I mean, I... I uh... The guy who recruited me, you know, it, I don't think that any Space Force guy could have been that cool or, you know, that uh, intimidating. Um, so, no, if, I don't think so. What if they offered you a laser sword? Oh, <laughs> now you're now you're playing to my Star Wars love here, but I would uh, that would probably change the game. But, it, you know, you also get an X-Wing. What? Oh, damn it. Now I'm in. <laughs> How about you, Joe? If Space Force existed when I was getting into the Navy, 100%, I would think that that would be the way to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're not even really hanging out in space. We're already, we've been floating for years. Yeah. I mean, we've been on the water floating around for a long time. We haven't been in space doing shit for a long time. So, dude, uh, you, you obviously, Joe, you're, cutting... you're getting, you're getting orders to an, to watch an unhospitable planet <laughs> for no reason. 
which was which is equivalent. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Equivalent to doing sweepers while it's still raining. <laughs> Would I rather do? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna do that pod walk down on the I'm, I'm t- <laughs> on Mars. <laughs> no, I'm totally I'm totally more into the space force. Absolutely, the number one technologies in the world. Your deployments are probably not going to anywhere where you can, they can't send you to to Mars for six months. They can't. I mean, it takes five years to get there. You're- so by the time that I'm there, my I actually a civilian already by the time I get there. So I don't have to do any work anyway. So yeah, I'm at that point in time, I'm a, I'm an Earth refugee living on Mars because the, the military won't even send me back. So you're, so you're, not, you're not getting I'm in a penal point. colony, probably. Actually, you know what? The long term, I don't think it's gonna work out for me. The, uh, Joe, you're not getting deployed to Mars. You're gonna be sweeping up Elon Musk's fucking space debris outside of Earth's orbit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure no one in Space Force has actually been to space right now at this time. I also happen to watch a lot of uh, Ancient Aliens. I don't know if you guys are totally into that or not, but right. moon episodes, <laughs> moon episodes of that show blow me away. So, they, yeah, they ever I go on to, I go on to Earth or go on to the moon and find out it's hollow. Turns out it's more of a Death Star type situation. Yeah, you guys, yeah. Yeah, you, totally Andy? into that. And the Space Force, yes or no? Yeah, I mean, you know, thinking about it, I mean, I'm totally into science and all that stuff. So, I, you know, probably would have gone as long as boot camp was in a decent spot. Because again, I'm not going to Texas to sweat my balls off. You know? Boot camp would hella be in Nevada. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. All right. Utah, uh, mountain deserts of yeah. Utah. Yeah, maybe, we're already maybe I could go like, uh, you know. December to February, where it'll be 85 instead of 205. <laughs> We're there. already like kind of like smart guys anyway. Yeah, like I mean, we, you know, I mean, we, we would have ended a up very like, technical job in the military. Yeah, like, we would have ended up like it, ITs or something. Is it so hard to believe that we might be astronauts? <laughs> well, that's a I question. Mean, that. thing. That's, that's more like a pilot track, so to speak. Like, would have been information warriors, guys. Yeah, I'd probably be like Ben Affleck drilling into the uh, asteroid. Andy's more of a Michael Clark your... Duncan. Andy's Michael Clark Duncan. Uh, Adam, well. you get to be um, Steve Buscemi. Oh, God. And no. it's not so bad, dude. No, and Drew, you get to be the Russian guy that's been hanging out there way too long. So who's, who's Ben Affleck? <laughs> Me. No way. Yes. You're hella uh, Owen We both Wilson. have gigantic dragon tattoos on our backs. You're hella Owen We Wilson. both had sex with Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> oh, and we both should have won an Oscar for watching Bruce Willis die. I cried just as hard as Ben Affleck did. You're also the best Batman ever on the <laughs> My best friend's <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> Who then went to Mars? <laughs> <laughs> Eating potatoes. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> on, on today's episode, uh, we're going to be. We're going to be Owen Wilson. <laughs> Can we move on? Sorry. <laughs> Can we move on? Today's episode, we'll be talking about getting orders to the ship and like the common areas of the ship. Like, we're going to take a tour of the ship, essentially. 
Um, but before we start, uh, how did you guys really quickly, because I don't want to hear this again, how did you guys choose orders to the Dolan Cook? And if you guys haven't figured out by now, I didn't record the first part of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Andy? Well, uh, optimistically, me and Aston were hoping to uh, get a ship together if that was an option. And, uh, you know, we just kind of went through the, the ranking, basically. And, like, I remember the crazy thing was that there was two ships that had a pair of orders to them. So there was the McCain in Japan, and there was the Donald Cook in Norfolk. And, uh, you know, when we were kind of, you know, like, I think we saw the a preview maybe of, like, the list of, like, either duty stations or something. Like, I think they, yeah, they did, like, these are the duty stations and, like, this is what the pool is and then when we actually picked they revealed kind of what the ships were but it was like eight for norfolk six to japan or something uh one to san diego and i think maybe we had one or two in mayport like the fact that you thought you could get a pair of orders to the same ship with your sea school best friend is absurd and yeah. you used your one wish on something totally stupid, by the way. <laughs> right. I mean, looking back, it kind of worked out, though. <laughs> you know, but hey, you know, I mean, since the dream sheet kind of was a bust. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> you know, I hey, forgot about out. that thing. They pretended to leave for that. Yeah. How about you, Drew? Um, I'm dumb, so I didn't get to pick first. <laughs> Um, so I, I, I really wanted Mayport um, because I'm from Florida, so I wanted to be close to home. Um, but those orders went right away. Um, so when it came time for me to pick, I had to choose basically between two ships out of Norfolk. Uh, one was a cruiser and one was a destroyer. Um, so I, I thought the destroyer sounded cooler. Um, and I, I think I knew it was newer as well. <clears throat> so I picked the destroyer um, just so I could be closer to home. Nice. How about you, Joe? Much like Drew, I also was not top of the class <laughs> in uh, order picking. And I didn't use my first wish to be with my my C-school sweetheart. <laughs> um, <laughs> we had we had like three orders to Japan, and uh, if like one person before we picked Japan, I, I would have been in the clear. So, uh, like the very first guy in the class picture and, and I was just like I'll just ride this thing out and I ended up of course there's you know eight orders to Norfolk or seven orders to Norfolk yeah. or whatever you know <clears throat> so you're you're bound to get that and so I just kind of I'm from Kansas so anywhere I was going to go was going to have a beach right <laughs> and uh <laughs> it'd been cool either way for me so uh, I wound up picking uh, Norfolk and there was multiple orders there for destroyers. And I just went with the newest one because somebody had, uh, overheard the guy before I picked the Winston Churchill, uh, DG81. And uh, he was like, I don't, he's like, I just picked the one with the, the, the youngest one on the fleet. The newest. Like, again, yeah. less, less shit to have to clean up. Yeah. Because at, so, at that and, point, we've, we've been we've been school was so long we spent like almost two years of waxing decks for for no reason that yeah like i need the newest ship i don't want to be waxing decks and painting fucking holes and 
all that bullshit. Well, that and we're also, you know, like brand new to the fleet. We want to get out there like, all right, you just got fresh out of school. Turns out the spy radar hasn't turned on in eight years. so teach us what you know um you know what i'm out of here i'm actually going a wall so this is too much pressure i'm going there you go open up a series of bars (laughs) did you try turning it off and on yeah have you guys put it on (laughs) joe plug it no okay well i'm out of ideas uh... (laughs) what do you guys got (laughs) We are effed. <laughs> yeah, right. I think that was I think that was the, the biggest fear. It's like I don't want to go there to be something like something crazy happened. <laughs> All right. So um, like I said, this podcast about deep diving into uh specific parts of a navy career, and I want to talk about checking on board the ship. So I want to do a little bit of role play where you guys are gonna play the new check-in. And I'm going to be, what are they called? Sponsors, maybe? Yes. And so I'm going to show you guys around the ship. And then as we, we talk about every ship common area, maybe hopefully we could dig up some good sea stories. Can I start with like what I would write in an email to my ship sponsor once I got his email address and I'd be excited about going to the school and I'm not right out of sea school. Go for it since you started. <clears throat> Hello. <laughs> my name is FC3 DeCabell. I'll be checking on in a few weeks. June 17th to be exact. <laughs> October 22nd for me. Oh, okay. Actually, mine was probably like June. Oh, I thought you were serious. No, it was actually, I think it was in June. Uh, Sounds about right because we got back from cruise. So Yeah, crazy now I think about it. All right. So yeah, we'll just say June 17th. <clears throat> I'm really excited about joining the, the work center. And I imagine it's probably like, see you soon. <laughs> or, Have a great summer. See you next year. What, what, what should I bring on board the ship? Yeah. Can, I have, can I have two pairs of shoes? Yeah, it was probably something dumb. Like, am I able to bring any CD, CDs on board? <laughs> How's, how is the food? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, but I'm sure that it's sorry. I'm sure it's just corny. It's not like writing a letter to Santa. Today, to this day, I still end my like work emails respectfully, Adam Herrera. That's how I do all mine. R slash, bro. Yep. Got it. You end it with R slash? Yeah, I only do the the R slash when it's a a continuous chain. So the very first email is respectfully. And then if it's follow on emails, I'll do the R slash. I do my R slash all all day. I do a lot of, uh, I do, uh, and honorary uh, Mick Fo- in honor of Mick Foley, I do have a nice day. That's nice. <laughs> Joe DeCab. Yeah. All right. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes some thank you. All right. So, um, so we're talking about a ship home ported in Norfolk, Virginia. You guys are driving into the base. You're heading towards the pier. Um, it's an adventure in itself trying to navigate. Yeah, base and everything else. The size of the base is pretty impressive. What, what were yeah. you guys thinking as you guys were driving towards the ship? The piers, I mean. Well, I didn't because the ship was on deployment. So, oh, god damn it, you guys are ruining it. 
<laughs> yeah. Let I was just, thinking uh, torpedo that plan for you. There. <laughs> but I remember driving by the piers later, like one day or something, I was like, holy crap, the aircraft carriers are huge. Well, we're, we're role playing, so you, you could still picture yourself driving yeah. onto the, the, sure, sure. the base for the first time. So. <laughs> Which, anytime I'm on a, anytime you're on a new base, like obviously you don't know where anything is and you're like trying to, remember everything that the gate guard just told you and you're like <laughs> all right go with ah shit i'm lost <laughs> like, you know. what, what were you guys's like first impressions of seeing all the warships on the pier for the very first time it's a pretty cool site like it even, is. even like after i got out and i was doing nmci like you know anytime i'd roll by there or like when I was on the help desk, like was the, uh, that building in front of pier six and seven was where that was. So like, you know, you'd see what ships were in and I was always kind of keeping eyes to see if, uh, the cook was in or whatever, what they were still here in Norfolk and whatever. And, uh, you know, occasionally I get to see like some of the USNS ships come in on uh, pier eight and stuff, which was cool. But, uh, you know, it was, was kind of always a cool thing to see, like, you know, especially, you know, Christmas where it's just jam packed and like, yeah, and all that. It's kind of wild to think like, you know, all those ships. And then like anytime when I do fly, like I always like to look and see, you know, when we go past the base to see what's, you know, how full the piers are and everything. So it's always pretty cool. Yeah. When I um, initially got to the base, I think I thought like, what the hell are all these pipes for? It's like Norfolk had so many goddamn steam pipes everywhere. Yeah. I'm like, where the fuck are we? Like steampunk, like 1915. I don't understand what's happening. What's going on below this city? Yeah, like, where, where am I? The carriers were nuclear powered. What's going on? Yeah, why? Why is everything else steam? Like, what the fuck is going on? Dennis Leary's fucking collecting the uprising underneath. The- right. <laughs> like, yeah, for real. I had no idea what was because I, I I mean yeah I was very very confused about that but I mean seeing all the ships on the pier you know it, it's always really cool and it kind of like gets you you know like it's impressive and and it's you know it's a little awe inspiring especially I mean when we would you know be next to a carrier or even seeing a carrier in port like Andy said you're like God damn those things are huge and and you really don't appreciate it until you are that close to it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. What the fuck are those pipes for? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, you know, I, I agree with what Richard said totally about those freaking pipes. And then, like, there wasn't like, uh, you know, like this in the disrespect, but there was like a kid that like fell in. Remember, like, I'm sure you may not have been on board or something when I mean, that happened. Not not on our ship, but like like somebody on on up here died by falling into one of those steam vents or something Damn. like i don't it wasn't from our ship it was just like you know it yeah. happened in norfolk it's just an accident you hear about it and yeah. uh i mean it, it was like late in my in my in my naval career my naval six years let's call it that career <laughs> um <laughs> so i mean like a dangerous place dude like, like living on mordor or something <laughs> uh, for real uh so uh, I remember the first time I did walk up the ship, though, and I was just like, "This is this is crazy." I mean, I 
I'm from Kansas. The buildings aren't as big and, you know, it's like some big cities, you know, we don't, it, it, and I'm from like, you know, the country and stuff isn't that big. I mean, you see, you know, you see some big, big grain silos or something, you know, and they're pretty kind of cool too, when you really think about it in their own way, guys, in their own way. But, uh, so you can see in the ship, I was, I, I was like taken, you know, like, like, whoa, this is crazy. And I might be one of the only people on here discussing right now that did a, uh, that had to go work a pier yeah. uh, when uh, an aircraft carrier pulled in. Yeah. Did you guys ever have to do that? No. No. Uh, Drew, you were in my duty section. I don't know why. Maybe, maybe you were on watch so. or something. I think, I mean, I've been on, I was probably like on like gate guard or something like that. Okay. But, uh, but I was on a, you know, pier, not pier, not pier, uh, into the pier. I mean, like, uh, pulling him in or whatever like taking oh. their lines and throwing them on the ballers or, the oh, the, or whatever uh, line, line handlers, handlers. Yeah. line handlers i did line handlers when we pulled in one time yeah. and i mean i was like brand new to the ship probably within like my first year so uh, i don't know why i mean maybe drew would must have been on watch or something because otherwise you would have been there too because we were in the same duty section our entire time together mm-hmm. yeah uh, i don't know maybe just not remember you would have remembered this dude was huge. I Probably. talked about it a lot, <laughs> especially whoever was next to me. I was like, "Are you seeing this dude?" Like, I, I don't like getting up like next to a building and looking straight up, yeah. or getting on like, the edge of a balcony and looking straight down, or yeah. or seeing somebody walk on a roof in the distance. Like, it makes me like, yeah, I don't know what that, I don't know what that feeling. Gives it the shakes or whatever. Sick, yeah. sick to my stomach, kind of. And being on the end of the pier, and they were like, "All right, they're gonna lower these lines down to you." And you just grab them and just toss them on there. And I'm like, yeah, I got to stand and look straight up. And I mean, I'm getting that, that sick feeling. I'm just like, I can't do this shit, man. Yeah. Like this, it is such a big thing to see like so close up. And, you know, I, yeah. and I know that we've all had to, or at least I know that FCS guys, we went on uh, a carrier a couple of times to grab some parts oh, yeah. uh, for, or, or tools or something. And we did it a couple of times and we had to have an escort. Because they were like, oh, go down to blah, 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 blah. And we're like, yep, we're going to need uh, somebody to take us there. And, yeah. you know, and talking to the guy, the, you know, the, the seaman that happened to be there or whatever, and, and asking, like, you know, do you see, do you know anybody? I'm like, well, you know, I know, I know about 40 people. <laughs> Everyone else is new every day. I have, I have 200 people in my division, like some deck seaman, you know, I'm like, holy balls, dude, that is crazy. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's, I mean, there's 6,000 people on one of those. It's like almost five thousand if you have the full air debt. So, I mean, like, sorry to derail the conversation there, but I mean, they, they, those things are that. That was something that I just, I, it blew me, yeah. I, it blew me away. I was just like, get out of here! This is huge. Yeah, that's great. I, I, but the Donald Cook in itself, I mean, also blew me away. But I had nothing to reference it to, and then when I saw that, yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. All right, so you guys, you guys are walking up to the the boat. You get you get past the first gate guard. He's mad as shit because he should have been relieved twenty minutes ago. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're you're walking up. You're crossing. Was it the bow to get onto the quarter deck? The brow. The, the brow. The yeah. Uh, you've been preparing for this moment for the past almost two years. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of pressure at this point. Your very first time checking on, asking permission to come aboard. Uh, did you guys feel that? Do you guys remember feeling that pressure, or or am I just blowing this out of proportion? Oh, there was pressure because, like, I feel like, um, you know, when I, well, in my case again, you know, checking in on deployment, like, 
my sponsor came off the ship to go get me and like help me carry my stuff on board kind of thing. So that was kind of nice, but you know, so uh <laughs> captain came out and grabbed my bags for me <laughs> and showed me to my my hey, quarters hey, uh, Escort, escorted i remember there being like the you know pressure of like asking for permission to like come aboard you know like this is my first time i don't yeah. want to mess it up exactly and you're like you know you salute and you're fc3 bailey requesting permission to come aboard you know and they're just like looking at you like what are you doing you know like yeah i mean you're you're just straight out of boot camp basically to them yeah and i mean you know probably the, the time sharpest, you're on there probably the sharpest salute you'll ever do oh absolutely the, just, yeah. and, the first yeah. time checking or requesting permission to come aboard yeah and then every time after that you don't even like say yeah. words to walk on where you're like more you know and they're just like all right come on yeah but i remember that being like one of the things uh, vividly that stands out. Like I really wanted to like nail it, you know, but I just succeeded in making me look like a booter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You had that sweet like Manila folder full of like all your records, you know, too to like your medical records and yeah, your records. order your it's medical records, dental, yeah, sea bag, an actual sea bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> look of terror on your face. Yeah. You go up there to salute when you're thinking it's like the best, the best representing the entire ship. And the like fucking FC3 stencil. Coal. Your name is still stenciled underneath your ball cap. Yep. <laughs> well, Whites probably or whatever, you know, unless you actually called for the uniform of the day somehow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't remember what I checked in on with, but yeah, yeah I remember... Yeah, I mean, it was. I just remember that salute, man, and that that pressure. Wanted to nail it, yep. nerd. <laughs> I had uh, I'd flown uh, I'd flown into like back into Maryland or something, or uh, <clears throat> to meet a buddy that I had had a car, and we had left a bunch of stuff in his car and in long term parking at the at the uh, airport. So we drove down to you know, right to our ships or whatever. So I only had like a like a sea bag full of just the just the essentials yeah and all the rest you know because i mean you know you had civilian clothes and shit like that you know but i only i just came down there with just, just the bag totally did the you know the, the super sharp stuff trying to impress everybody yeah did you do the <laughs> did you guys do like the, the the right turns or whatever where you're like oh, oh the, yeah the, definitely the, the, yeah movements <laughs> Like, had to. like pivoting on your mm-hmm. the heel of your foot, you did all that. Oh yeah, trying like to sharp as hell. You were, like I like I said, I thought I was meeting the greatest, you know, tandem on the ship. <laughs> and it, you know, like the the, the real forward facing individuals. And it turns out, you know, you're getting FC three to Cavill and FCC whoever filling the plane. Like okay, <laughs> all right. Continuing on with the tour, like I'm not going to describe where everything is at. You guys know what the ship layout is, but uh, we're entering midship. So uh, we're going in through that airlock right there, midship. <laughs> what was it? Before we continue, what was your first time hearing the airlock open and close? Kind of crazy, really, when you think about it. Like, um, 
You almost feel like you're going to like a decon station because you hear this rush of air coming, yeah. like you know, like it was in some kind of you know, like you're in an actual like CBR environment, you know, kind of thing. Like they're blowing air to, you know, it's for pressurization and everything, but it's still like it's kind of hard to what to make to it. But it kind of like gives a level of really drama, but like dresses up the the moment if you a will. science fiction type feel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember vividly the smell, <clears throat> like, of the ship. God damn it. <laughs> Did I take that from you? <laughs> no, uh, I've been trying to, I, on, on my Mona ones, I keep pushing the ship smell, and no, it doesn't hit as well, and I haven't done your interview yet, and we're going to have to have this conversation all over again. Anyways, continue. Well, all right, well, uh, yeah, I mean, I just remember the smell and, and the way that the the airlock was very... Yeah, I mean, like, it's surreal, you know, you don't really feel like, I mean, you don't know what's going to even happen, first of all, like, you know, you don't know what what's going on. So, you know, you get in there and the air blows in and you're just like, this is crazy, like, here I am. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's basically the the first impression I got was, so this is what a ship smells like. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like that scene in uh, um, Force Awakens, like all the stories. They were true. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that airlock, man, that thing was, it blew me away. It was, it, it was crazy because you, you, you always hear you, the, when you first go, like, I'll cut your finger off. And I'm sure it would. Yeah. You know, I mean, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I never wanted to be around that fucking thing. Nope, I don't want to be first. I'll be fourth or fifth coming through there. Like, just don't let me touch that thing. You know, and I, yeah, it was, there's a lot of responsibility to be the first guy through, you know, and also it was a lot of responsibility to be like, who's going to go first through, the, through like the porthole window. Yeah. Like you're looking mm-hmm. at the guy across there like, come on. He's like, no, you come on. Like, all right, well, I'll go. And he's thinking, okay, well, I'll go too. And then you both end up like opening the thing at the same <laughs> close it down. Yeah. And oh shit, man. Sorry. You're like trying to talk through, you know, yeah. the zoom window. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> You know, do you, you remember all those like, like conversations like, moments yeah, like, for sure. over here? And then you're talking, you're just like, this fucking guy across the room. Yeah. You're both back away from the window, like you go ahead. I'm backing up. <laughs> like waiting up. for you you're both waiting, like shit. <laughs> you know, or or you get the guy that just like is like not paying attention at all, and you've got the thing open and you're about to close it. And oh he's god. Got the thing open about about the and you're just like trying to hold it to keep it from like slamming close on like the guy's leg in front of you or your own leg yeah you know and like, yeah. like close that fucking thing you know i yeah, yeah accents happen in the uh airlock yeah it, super super crazy thing man never yeah that was one of those uh-huh. all right we're gonna open this side close this side you know yeah yeah yeah, and you and you and it's so crazy that like that's the way you just like start living your life. Yeah, big step up, trap. big duck <laughs> in. You know, I make myself kind of small as I walk into a place. You know, don't know what's hanging there. I'll just get into this thing, turn around, cut this thing. All right, bro, pick up your side. All right, big step up, head duck out. <laughs> Complicated as shit. Yeah, and it's you know it's it's. 15 extra steps just to go four feet <laughs> you know yeah speaking of which uh have you guys ever cut yourself on the knife edge thankfully no no man 
I got I got a permanent dent in my shin from catching a knife edge. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, you, you, yeah, kick one like that. Yeah, I'm not. I don't have anything like that. But I, I'm definitely, you know, like caught the like top of my foot or caught an ankle or something coming through one of those. Yeah. Even you know, when, especially like you know, they're like, "Don't run in the ship." I totally understand why you say yeah. that. Don't just don't fucking do it. Move with a purpose. It's almost like running. And I also have to carry like a like a fire hose with me or something. So I mean, you're you know, or you got to run down to like be in your workspace in what three minutes or something. For three minutes yeah, seems like, like a long time. Oh yeah, like the general uh, quarters go. Yeah, general quarters. Yeah, like, yeah. So you got to move, and there's people going every direction. Yeah, yeah. I you mean, know, that's three to, minutes for the whole ship. Yeah, yeah, you try to stay on that one. On uh, you know, was it like if you're going forward, stay on the starboard side. If you're going aft, stay on the port side. Yeah. Was that the direction? And then. And then everything like was that. like a madhouse of the crossways. Is up and up and forward on the port side, down and aft on. Is aft that what it is on the starboard side? So you could only so, go. That's right. So you could only go downstairs, and travel backwards to the ship on the right side of the ship, and you could only go upstairs and travel forward towards the front of the ship on the left side of the ship. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah, I would and not every time ever follow to go, that. Fuck that. <laughs> to get a, lot, you know, a lot of people didn't because I mean, the, you'd, you'd get to be like, if you did follow, you'd still have like 25 feet where it was like, I have to go against the grain. Yeah. You know, and everyone's you like, get the book out of here, like, bro, I go to Caesar too. Don't yeah, exactly. To There's only it. one door, motherfucker. I can't yeah, fucking, like, yeah, and then you, yeah, you say that. And then radio and just then the next, be an asshole and have to go through like signing in and whatever else, even though like, those yes. fucking assholes like like would look at you funny if you even like looked at the door to radio. Oh terrible. They would just march through, come behind SigPro like unannounced every 10 minutes. <laughs> it's like what the fuck? Oh yeah, don't even knock on their door. Yeah. <laughs> don't even do it. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah and it, it, you always risk like when you had to do the uh, you know the the 75 feet of Oh shit! Just like trying to dodge yeah. DC men and stuff, and they are just like cutting you up, you know. And you're like, "Oh yeah. fuck you!" And then like, then they hate you for the rest of you know, like the next like three months. Like, oh, that guy's a fucking asshole at GQ. Like, no, you don't get it, man. You were in my shit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not trying to be a dick about this, but yeah. man, you have to see where I'm coming from. I'm already busting my ass trying to get through, and I yeah. got guys in fire suits yelling at me. But I totally see where you guys are coming from because you're wearing right. a fire suit. Yeah, I know. It's got to be a, a bitch to get to because you, you're right there by Central. Oh, yeah. So forget it. Yeah, be yeah. up in Radar 3 when when, when uh, GQ goes down and you got to jump right down there by. You might as well just. Or just having shoot. to get up there, you know, like even from birthing or something like, you know. I was always in those power rooms, so it wasn't too bad. That yeah, wasn't as bad, yeah, thankfully, but still, like, yeah. But I had to definitely cut through. All right, continuing on with the tour. Our first stop is we got to pass by the galley slash uh, Mestex. Um, now thinking back on your career, can you guys give me your let's let's go with the top two favorite meals and top two worst meals you've had on the ship? Yeah. So, I mean, aside from always pretty much enjoying breakfast because it's breakfast. Um, I mean, like you can't you can't go too wrong really on slider day. When you break it down, like mm-hmm. good burgers, 
it's simple like you can't mess it up too much you got the the toppings bar what you know so to speak like you know it's it's solid like even if you have not great cooking staff slider day you know, could you could count on consistent so like hoping for burger day probably pizza and wings was always tuesday wasn't it i don't remember i feel like it was or thursday yeah i feel like it was tuesday was burgers wednesdays was tacos <laughs> like i don't know you know um and then other meal would probably be I mean, aside from some of the more exotic ones we had, like <laughs> pizza and wings, suckling pig. <laughs> there was a time we had Peking duck. It was uh, chicken patty day was always a good one. Fuck yeah, man! You know, um, but uh, we do the Yankee pot roast. That was always pretty good. Like that's a dinner meal, but you know, Yankee pot roast was bad. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm with Andy. I think um, I I do remember like really enjoying the sliders because you know you could add all the toppings and kind of like drown it in whatever to you know make it kind of taste better. But I remember coming on board and and everyone would tell me like oh like this is actually like pretty good ship's food. Like yeah. I've been on other ships and their ship's food is terrible. Like we actually have a good like uh, spot here, so. And, and I mean, it wasn't gourmet anything, but I don't think there was anything there that I felt like was ever really like too gross to eat. I didn't care for like chili mac and like spaghetti. Terrible, terrible. Yeah, both yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's simple, like poor people. I don't think those are meant to be. Yeah, particularly good meals. I like think they're meant to be like stick well, to your we ribs, throw it together. You know, like get your spoonful on and get out of line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it's never, it was never good. It was always like dry. It was like tomato paste on yes, like yes. overcooked noodles. Yeah. Yes. Like it, it wasn't any kind of, it wasn't anything to ever really write home about, but. Yeah. Spaghetti now um, was always. I never really blamed those guys back there for that either. No. I, mean, I guess oh, I could have, yeah. but I always felt that's, that was just, I just always thought it was just a terrible meal. Yeah. You know, and I, it's kind of embarrassing to be like, dude, spaghetti sauce and macaroni noodles <laughs> like you know these guys went to school and they got and that's what the menu says to play that day like, come on, dude. Yeah. i always liked it when they were able any to flex tuna, their like culinary muscle though. any tuna based meal was pretty shitty <laughs> no never, never I didn't even eat that. Was, you know i didn't mind it but you know there's still like we definitely like learned texas pete and you know yeah. tabasco were your friends for sure Remember that chicken cordon bleu? That was always one of my favorites. Oh, that was legit. Yeah. I love that thing. You, when, they, when you got them just right, I mean, it was such a such a such a good meal. And I mean, you could get them and they were too, they would be too dried out. They'd be terrible. Oh but yeah. The, the one time, the one time you get a dry one versus like the three times you get a good one. I mean, like the, the, the ratio is so was always I, I would always pick chicken cordon bleu no matter what we, time we, of day it was. We talked about this on the like the very first podcast, but like um Thanksgiving meals fucking bullshit for me. I never liked Thanksgiving meal whenever they served it. 
sometimes they didn't serve it on Thanksgiving, but I remember one time uh, Drew and I were on duty and I, uh, it was, it was a Friday. It was definitely a Friday. Uh, and it was me, Drew and this guy, Jason, and we're eating the same meal. It, we had had like cold cut sandwiches on a Friday afternoon and it was the same cold cut sandwiches on, on that Friday night. <laughs> And they, it was like almost like they left out the, the sandwiches. I, I, dude, I will never forget this. It's almost like they left out the sandwiches all all day, yeah, without wrapping yeah. them up. Oh, and so, like, it was like eating like saltine crackers uh, no, on on dried meat on on dry on dry like uh, like it was. I mean, the meat was everything like, became hard pepperoni. <laughs> you, know? you know, so we're eating this, and I, we are fucking pissed. I mean, we bet we got to be there all. I think it was like during in syrup or something. Like we we're like, we I had, would have been like we're in the we, yards and like the like we couldn't believe that like, this was happening. It was like so like almost like disrespectful. And there wasn't <laughs> a single cook on the on the floor. It was all uh, mess cranks the whole way. Like they they just went home early and they were like, hey man, serve these sandwiches today. DIY. We wrote this fucking review and <laughs> put it in the box and signed it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Find it like duty section three, <laughs> and uh, we're at uh, we're at uh, <laughs> yeah, is the FSA or not FSA, we're, but the suggest food suggestion the food box. suggestion box like we two or three it. times, and like two of them were really good, and one of them was kind of like this one it was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? We put that shit in it, we slid that in there, and put a uh, duty section three or whatever duty section we were. And uh, didn't think anything of it, you know, like, <laughs> fuck you. You know, so hopefully Suppo sees this because, like, we're fucking furious. And yeah. we're eating, like, I mean, it's 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 leftover food, which is fine. We get it. Yeah. But, I you mean, it was so fucking stale and room temperature. And there wasn't anybody in there that was, like, in, of any, like, importance. It was yeah. deck semen that were yeah. cranking. It's not their fucking fault. Right. And we left that about, like, we had a divisional party or something. It was like the three of us, like all went in and just like went balls deep on like the real snarky, just like yeah. This is before memes, dude. This was a meme. This was hitting on all cylinders. You're pulling out fucking the 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 thesaurus. Yeah, looking up words. We're we're like running bits by each other on this thing. Like it's getting out of control. So we put it in there. Don't think anything of it. The next day, like before you go to muster to go home, it's like seven o'clock. Me and Drew are like, and we're like, as soon as they let us out, we're just going to go back to his place and drink beer and go to the movies or something later that day. Yeah. And she was like, all right, I want to read this thing. And it's like, somebody thought they were funny. And he reads this entire. Uh, uh, and he continues to read the critique. <laughs> and I mean, I am, nobody's laughing, but I, I'm biting my, I'm biting my lip. And like that military Drew's, Drew's to the right of me and Jason's directly in front of me. And he puts his like left hand behind and like grabs me by the arm and squeezes because he knows I'm about to be like, Bleh. and he's just like, shut the fuck up, dude. And I'm like, I'm, I have like the worst poker face, you know, I'm crying. And uh, he's like, oh, so what? Nobody's going to fess up and say who did it. Says duty section three. Everybody, everybody in here is every duty. Everybody in the duty section is a fucking coward. Like trying to like reverse psychology has to be right. like, I am Spartacus. <laughs> so no one else. <laughs> nope, not me. 
<laughs> I'm going home at seven thirty and drinking beer. Get out of my face! Like, and, oh. uh, we, we we told him like months later. And he was like, "I fucking knew it would have been you guys. I fucking knew it." It was. I mean, it was so fucking funny. Like, it was so bad that like Suppo read it and had to like give it to Gene Black to come yell in the studio section. Get out of here. Outside of that, I mean, like, there were some good meals. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Breakfast was yeah. always good. Yeah. You know, you could, uh, those breakfast pizzas, I thought those things were um, amazing. Those, those were legit. Yeah. And then um, made to order omelets were dope as fuck. You yeah. know, where, yeah, you don't even get that at your own house. No. Ask your wife to make you an omelet every single day, made to order. I still yeah, don't no really, way. I haven't mastered the omelet at all. Like, I fuck up that flip, man. Like, <laughs> they're fucking artists. I don't care. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it, making one for yourself. You know, like I wanted to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I got I get up 40 minutes before work. I got things to do. I gotta get in and out. Yeah. Yeah. I would wake up early just to like go to breakfast. You know, even if you had like one of the late watches, it's like, man, if I just stay up for like two more hours, I can eat some breakfast. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And go to bed. Yeah. And go to bed like tilt quarters, you know. Yeah. When when we were in port at my at my apartment or whatever, I'd wake up at my alarm clock was at five a.m. Like I would go to and I, that way I'd get to work by like almost like right right at six right after six yeah. when Reveille was going on. I'd be first in line for breakfast. I'd mm-hmm. get piping hot everything's, and that was the way to life do it. Life was good, you know. Yeah, and, and you got I mean any breakfast you wanted. Cereal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. Assorted cereal. Oh. <laughs> you know. Juices. Yep. Milk. Warm, warm syrup and French toast sticks. This is crazy. You don't even mm-hmm. get to see your house. Let's talk about one of the most segregated spots on the ship, the Mestex. Oh man. And hell, every department had it was super high school level shit where every every department had their own. At least it was for on, on our boat. Every department had their works. own spot on the Mestex. But it worked. You know, it worked. It, it, that's just how <laughs> it was. Like some, everybody just knew, you know. Yeah. Does anybody remember the exact layout of what it was supposed to be? I, I mean, I'm pretty sure it was the, fir- the first two tables closest to like the, the drinking fountain was combat, water, systems, combat systems and weapons. Engineers yeah. had the whole back. The area whole back, back was road. theirs. Yeah, yeah, they just had the wall. Yeah, and in the middle was operations, operations slash no man's land. Like you could yeah. just do whatever you want. If you wanted to go back there and intermingle with uh, with uh, if you, yeah. you could sit back there if you wanted to intermingle with uh, uh, the uh streams, if yeah. you had a if you had a supply a friend in supply that you want to have yeah you go back you there to eat, eat. you yeah. don't eat up here go sit take... in the middle yeah. you, you get to sit up here. Sat by the TV <laughs> yes 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 absolutely <laughs> that's exactly what. It, you want to go hang out with your buddy from engineering? You can sit in the middle tables. No. You don't get you don't get to sit up here and take a, take a spot for a combat. Yeah, you have, yeah you have to get tired. And, and God help you if we don't have nothing to bitch about because we're going to be clowning you at that very moment. Yeah. <laughs> if we if it was an off day and we have nothing to bitch about, we're. we're See what I don't think that I ever one time sat in the engineering back tables. Oh, not even not even if there was if there was no if, I don't even think if there was if there was no table I would just stand up. There was no way I was going to go back there, man. I always felt those guys would definitely bully me if I went back there. Yeah, 
If there was yeah, training, you would go, I would sit there. But if it was a meal, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, only for like any kind of like you training think- or ship ship-wide thing that's that's the only way i'd ever go back there no i i I still felt strange sitting back there even during like like duty section training events and stuff where Mm -hmm. i still felt awkward sitting back there engineering always was like a really i don't know like i felt like uh like operations like you know weapons and combat systems could kind of intermingle into that area engineering though is like i'm too afraid of you guys like i'm not not going near you guys get crazy (laughs) you know like they had their own birthing they you know they and operations too, but operations birthing was, you know, OSs and CWs and uh, semen. Next semen. You know, there was a whole, <laughs> there was a, there was a large mixture of human beings in OS. They were in the operations birthing. Yeah. Engineering was engineering. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, combat system and weapons. Yeah. It was just us up until yeah. we had to get like the PNs and YNs and stuff. Well, it started out. They had their own little 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 square. Like when I first checked on board, in like you know, early days, like we had a little bit of engineering overflow in there. I remember. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it was like four or five people. <laughs> yeah, you know. I don't want to this podcast to be shitting on people or being like a negative podcast. Absolutely but- not. But I do, I have to mention, like, how lame was it that the first class petty officers had to build their own little section and put uh, up, I little, find, put up, put up a 2000 watt surround sound system in a I find that that's not even shitting on people. Room. As a matter of fact, I think that it's totally fair game because we were third classes during that entire time. So definitely we can still be like shitting on them. That was it. I'm going to hold off for a minute. I've got to. Fucking lame. That's that's all I'm gonna say. It's fucking lame. Yeah, yeah. They're like, we have it on like the other. Uh, They put up literal walls to separate themselves even more. Yeah, like get out of here, man. You're not around there. There are two tables that they had. You know, (laughs) wasn't like we were sitting over there ever, anyways. No, in fact, yeah, no one even sat. That was like a place of like when you were working on the messex, you wouldn't roll your silverware. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's where like you yeah. separated silverware. You, yeah, it was you, like no, the, the nobody sat the seventeen there. and eighteen year year first classes that you know that <laughs> are only friends with other super salty dogs but, sat there. You know, well, yeah. we're gonna go into the, my super secret room. Like, are you kidding me? The no. first class mess, as if you guys. <laughs> I, I think it was like probably around when they were like, oh, you guys can also start being officer of the decks. You mean you want yeah. to also the deck so that <laughs> officers don't have to stay and watch anymore? Jeez, you idiots. I'm also the deck qualified. Well, I'm sure that'll get you a cheeseburger someday. Well, I feel like they were always doing that. Like, I don't know that that changed. Maybe I felt that like it, like it was a real big push to get like every first class officer of the deck and like start pushing on like really hard charts and second classes with the officer of the deck qualified. Right, yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. that way chiefs no longer were standing watch or yeah. even doing anything during duty days. Yeah, chiefs didn't That's really do anything. They were basically section leaders, weren't they? Yeah. I, I guess. Or, I guess. or, or duty no, department heads. They would double up chiefs on one duty section and only one of them could be the uh, duty section leader. Yep, yeah. That's right. Yeah. As if we're all so fucking dumb. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that we, we just... we. Well, you guys must work so hard. Okay, we believe you. Right. God, that made me so that 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 irked me to death. Like watching, like just 
I'm getting officer debt qualified. Why? Yeah. It's better on my on my on my eval. Yeah, sure, buddy. Sure. And that's when even, we knew we weren't staying in. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even want to be messenger of the watch. <laughs> Give me C cell all day. Right. Oh, yeah, we had to get like petty officer of the watch qualified and everything. But at the end of the day, I stood petty officer of the watch. All right. I'm Four gonna, times on board. I'm gonna cut this <laughs> off because duty session is gonna be a, a whole like a whole entire episode. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> all right, we're finishing up lunch and we gotta drop your paperwork and all your stuff to admin. So let's uh let's continue to pour up towards admin. And what's next to admin? If you guys remember, the ship store. Ooh. How was that thing even open like while in port like in Conus in, in the United States. A, 10 minutes a week. They were supposed to have hours. Yeah, they had hours. Sometimes they would, I think that like during they kept it open. Spotlight. Yeah, they it kept it open before. Like we would go out for deployment or not deployment, but like leave, you know, the pier. It'd yeah. be open for a certain time. And then while we were doing line handlers, it would like close. And then like after line handlers, and I think it was like after lunch, it would like reopen. Typically. In port? Are you talking about in port or? Out to sea. I'm I'm talking about like um when we would be going out to sea. Oh, I'm talking about. Well, I, I was asking, was it o- ever open? Like while we're in like pier side in port. Yeah, uh, yeah I, think I think it was. I, I think it was, it was supposed like, to be. They had hours, but like yeah. they never really followed it. What What was your what, some of your favorite purchases from the strip store? I got mine. Fucking I got a, sausages. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you get? I bought the uh one of the seasons of uh what's that USC reality TV show? The Ultimate Fighter. The Ultimate Fighter, the BJ Penn and uh oh Jen's nice over one. season. Nice. That's that's one of my best uh ship store purchases. I one time bought uh Master P. <laughs> Ghetto dope, ghetto D. Yeah, tenth anniversary. Yeah, tenth anniversary edition. I couldn't believe it was in there. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And I picked that up. And uh, yeah, I still have it to this day. And I still oh for rock. Oh yeah, dude. But it's still one of those things where I'm like, I can't believe I just. I mean, it was it's in the ship store, and I'm like, and I I always remember like uh, uh, (laughs) Drew and. uh, Dave Steele would go down there and pick up shit uh, when we would go on like the, you know, like the Be Back Fridays or something. Yeah. You know, you, you'd be gone for three days or something. And, and, but they would always get some, something down there. And so you'd always get some Pringles. So that was always a, a plus. I don't know. I like, some Pringles with somebody. Yeah. So the, the belt buckle and the Zippo. Were yeah, I was going to, I was going to go some. <laughs> some of the things. So the ship store was a little, a legit store that, you, that was on the ship some of the things you could buy on the ship store is your snacks your your sodas your candy bars yeah. um you could get dvds and music apparently yeah um limited, you could get selection but you know you had like five a month or whatever so it's basically a mini nex right that's yeah. on the yeah, ship yeah pretty much you could get a pt gear maybe belt buckles ball caps yeah. some some uniform items yeah, the, the main thing that like that I really like to buy, and um, I have Gibbs to thank for this, 
is, uh, and, he, and he taught me how to do this. Um, so thanks Gibbs. Uh, but we would go into the store and we would buy like beef jerky and like Dr. Pepper and those like little orange wedges, you know? Oh yeah. And we would, we would house like all of it, you know, just like right, right as we were going out to like, yeah. to see, and we would like house all of it. And then we would walk around to like the new guys who were like kind of seasick and just blow a big ass burp right in their face. <laughs> that was what we did. And that was, because <laughs> that was the fun. Gibbs would do for sure yeah. anyway. <laughs> and I've never he taught me well. That, but like the hoarding right before you go out to see is a legit strategy yeah. because that shit like would sell out. Like, yeah, man, sunflower seeds all day. Yeah, that ship store would sell out like five hours into a underway, <laughs> even if you're going underway for six hours and coming right back. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Well, they would it announce was... that the ship store is now open. We're like, holy shit, they're working. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it would be one of those things like you go down there, there's like 15 people in line, like only Super long two line. at a time in the store. And, well, yeah. and, and if they you know. sold out of fucking Dr. Peppers, they would get a, a fucking Navy Achievement Medal for some reason. <laughs> Now, 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 we're not on here to be bashing on <laughs> any certain rates or anything. I'm not gonna come out here and bust chops on in the ship store, no. but you know, they, I mean, they, you, you, when your parents didn't send you stuff, the ship store is really important. Was your yeah. mom, <laughs> you know, when you want a six month appointment, like I, Drew got a lot of stuff in the mail. You know, yeah. like he had a wife and he had a mom and he had a dad and you know a little sister and stuff and he had a cool support system that loved so him. yeah, very cool support system. He got something like all the time, and like I'd be sitting there like, Are you fucking kidding me, dude? I had to email my mom be like, You need to send me something. <laughs> <laughs> so like this is getting pocket. fucking uncontrolled. This is out of control. Like, send me a couple of tuna packets. You know, send you gotta put something in a fucking box and send it to me. Finally, she did. I mean, it wasn't anything great, but I was like, you know, very thankful it happened. It, was, yeah. it got to the point where, like, we had to go on with like the ship's like shitty internet, and like go to Amazon and order stuff for yourself. Yeah, I did <laughs> that quite a bit Amazon. too. You did that. I, I ordered a couple of books, and it, it would take like you know Amazon would get, it's supposed to get to you in like you know at that time it was like a week or whatever, and it would take three or four weeks. But right, when yeah. you got, yeah, I get I get books. I I got that uh, Roddy Roddy Piper movie. They live sent to me on deployment. Yeah, man. Man, he's awesome. Well, uh, Save, save these stories for the episode. Oh, shit. Sorry, man. The ship stores is kind of, kind of, kind of whack. Yeah. <laughs> but like we had. Yeah, I, I never they, the but they were good for when you were in a pinch. Yeah. I need Barbasol. I never really used Barbasol, but if I needed shaving cream or something. Smokes? You know, and, Did you get smokes on the ship store? I think so, right? Yeah. You could. Mm-hmm. You could. Oh, yeah. You could. But it you was, could. you know, you had lights, reds, Newports, Newports. Yeah, I think, I think that was it. Those were your options. All right, so we turned all our paperwork into admin. Let's go Perfect. back to where you guys are going to be sleeping. Combat Systems, one of the largest departments on the Destroyer, so we get the largest birthing. Good old well, birthing three, right? Yeah. Oh. Some ships would do uh, birthing two, but I guess it depends. Like It was probably the all-male ships. Who's um, birthing two on ours? Female birthing was birthing two. Oh, the ladies. Yeah, birthing one was ops. Two was female birthing. Three Anybody was. Anybody go us. down to birthing two ever? 
spot. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I did. I was in I was an easy one, so I had to go down there. <laughs> I was I was in repair locker for you know a year. All right, so let's let's head to birthing. Open up the door. Step over the puddle of standing water. Uh, get past. Get past the smell of. Um, I guess Beep. dirty laundry, <laughs> and uh, crusty socks. Yeah. What which rack did you guys have? I started out on the bottom rack, which was nice. Yeah. Footstool. <laughs> yeah, hey, I, call it that I, the, I don't have to worry about heavy seas falling out. You know, I was right there. And like when I first checked in, like I was in the racks basically where they put the lounge. So what's like, what's what's the uh, generally the new people get the very top, right? No, the tall people get the top. Well, the uh, well, new people get the bottom. No, yeah, the, because the top had the more headroom. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, the bottom was a footstool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the middle rack was the dick viewing rack. The senior guy. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. why I always looked at it. That's the best rack to you. You can roll right in, you roll right out. Yep. I, that was the shit, man. You could stand up and, and be in it without having to like be on the on the footstool rack. Yeah. You had to crouch down like you were in the footstool rack. Well, what was your first impressions when you finally saw what birthing was like? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I feel like it wasn't super dark all bad. the time. It was like dark all the time, right? Turn the goddamn lights off. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, so we pulled it. <laughs> we pulled Colin plugging like, the imports, so everything was on because everybody's getting ready to leave. But and then I met Mac in his underwear. <laughs> I'll never forget that. You know, but Mac was the guy when I first moved in, was the guy that lived underneath me. <laughs> I wound up with a middle rack. Somebody had just moved out. I got a middle rack, and Mac was the guy underneath me. And the first day, he, he pulled that bullshit. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here, dude? <laughs> but I did feel like we had. Mac was part like of it was a little bit more room. They like, 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 they, they did that shock value shit, like fucking Gibbs. Yeah. And, you know, like it was it, super fun, by the way. I, yeah. You know, trying to trying to see how much they can get away with. You know, the new guy. Like, is he going to be cool and play it off, or is he going to be a fucking psycho weirdo and start crying? <laughs> yeah. You know, and if you if you if you just were like, what the fuck is going on? You know, they. But yeah, yeah, that was yeah, that was my first thing in birthing ever, Mac. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I had a a bottom rack when I first started or when I first got there. Yeah. Um, and then when we like moved, um, I ended up in the middle rack, but I, I hated the bottom rack. And I also was in the, the, the move that we had when we all had to move into the divisions. Yeah. So you had a bottom rack for that entire time. I mean, that was, mm -hmm. that was a while into my, you, you were there for like two and a half years. Yeah. It was, um, it was a bit that I had that bottom rack, but I mean, I mean, I never lived on the ship either. Yeah, so it's yeah. not like I only, did it for like deployment and whatnot but and and i had it in the you know the wrong section because it went from like you know port and starboard <clears throat> so because you want to have the rack that you know your feet are either facing like or you know, forward or aft yeah, yeah. um tits. just better for you know sleeping like rocky like a little baby yeah, yeah. but um a i mean motion. when i got to the birthing it was like a damn free-for-all man I, I remember like getting my ass kicked honestly i mean it was like 
held down, like punched, not and, and not to like hurt you, of course, you know, yeah. just to like let you know, like you know, they establish like dominance, and like Joe said, you know, they fuck with you and and they see how you react if you take it and and kind of you know fight back a little bit. That's what you know they're really looking for. I did get uh, jumped in, you know. <laughs> yeah, basically, you know. I mean, there was it was it was hazing. It's all in good fun. Yeah, yeah, you oh know, yeah. It's nobody was gonna like. I'm gonna break his finger. Right. No <laughs> one ever wanted to hurt you, like for real. Yeah. I mean, they'd make you uncomfortable, and they would like you know do that type of stuff. But it was never. I felt like to actually hurt anyone. No, no. no, no but no, it was no. it was crazy because I was like, holy shit, where the fuck? What did what did I get myself into? Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, then I had Gibbs and, and all his, uh, his buddies too. And yeah, man, it was, uh, it was a good time, but definitely hazing was real, real life. <clears throat> well, um, the, the hazing in and in like, in like quotes here, I mean, like, it wasn't like, you know, they hit you with broomsticks and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't like dangerous hazing. It was more like, no, no, no. It was more like, uh, uh, you know, just Big brother, little brother type fucking hazing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like headlocks and noogies and shit. <laughs> you know, right. you had to deal with that shit. I mean, that was the way it was, you know, no matter if you were, you know, 17 years old walking down there or you were 21, you were still, in, you were still the FN, FNG when you walked yeah. down there yeah. and you got, and you, all right, bro, it's burning cleaners. Well, I'm telling you what, I'm not cleaning the toilet. I've been here for, you know, X amount of time. You've been here for three seconds. Hop to it, big guy. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, be the guy you gotta earn your the showers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it, it's seniority and it's a thing, and and you know I'm sure we did it to people as well. Absolutely. And it's it's <laughs> it was never anything like I said before yeah, that was malicious. meant to hurt anyone. Thank you. Yeah. Malicious is the word I'm looking for here, and and it was all in good fun, and and I never thought that I was in danger or like anyone was trying to hurt me. Yeah. But you know, I've. Uh, yeah, little tons of broken watches and stuff like that too. But you were there for lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, lucky. Uh, yeah, I don't want to name names, but you know, he, he has a rep. Well, I mean, we all know him because between Jody, I never you served to, with you him. The harpoon school with with us, didn't you? Harpoon, you harpoon handling, harpoon handling. Oh, I think I did. Or was it because it was like. You know, like Drew was there when Lucky was on board, and then like the strike team and like me and a couple other guys, we all went to. So then, like half those guys knew Lucky. <laughs> like you went there when he was an instructor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Lucky was he was awesome. I loved him. Yeah. He was as for as out there as he is. Like he's also like a really super nice guy, a yeah, genuine like that. good dude. When we were like at our point of the career, like. We, I don't think that it ever really, I don't think I remember us being like those guys who were like, you know, like, give him a headlock, pull his pants down, <laughs> punch him in his back till he cries, or, you know, or. Yeah, no, we didn't do that. You no. know, I, I, don't remember, I don't remember even roughing anybody up. Well, we did have probably too old and lazy at that time. Yeah. That was different. It was 24. <laughs> oh, were you guys uh, territorial about the, the, the birthing lounge? <laughs> <laughs> Of course, man. You had to have that back seat. <clears throat> Not even that. When engineering would roll through. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't even come sniffing around here. Yeah. The same for you guys. Because yeah. engin- engineering birthing, they had the two birthings that were directly below us. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, don't come, don't come up to, don't, 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 don't do it. <laughs> stay out of, stay out of the lounge. And they didn't even have a lounge. No, that was the thing. You know, yeah. they, they, they technically <laughs> it was supposed so to be for everybody. Yeah, it was supposed to be. We're like, nah, nah, nah. And then like, you know, I felt like engineering was okay with like, that. Like they, didn't, they never came through with like a squad of people. Well, it's like, because they table. never, they never helped clean it. Clean it, you know? Yeah, that was yeah. that was the big thing. Like, I don't want you guys even up here taking our toilet paper because yeah. you're not going back down to your bird and taking shit. Then we're going to be out of toilet paper. Oh yeah, we yeah, going yeah. out of your fucking neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you want a combat system guy going down and taking a shit right now. No, you know. So like, you guys stay out of here. We'll stay out of your birthing. Yeah, and uh, you know, but, but do very territorial, especially if you walk in there and there's some guy sitting on the good part of the couch. He's been there for three weeks. Sorry, bro. You got to go get a blanket on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the lost and found blankets are over there. Fold one up. So it's, yeah, yeah. It's not me. I'm not trying to be a dickhead about it. Dude. This, is, this is what they did to me. It's now it's your the rules. These are the rules. Gotta go. Yeah. I didn't make. I just enforce them. And then you get the one guy. It's like you know, like no way. I'm not doing. It. All right, dude. Fine. Man. It's not your ass but out now, of there. <laughs> but now, but now, but now you are that guy that like everyone knows that you can't mess around with. You're no longer fun to be around anymore. So yep. hope you had a good time being that guy, the yep. garbage person. You know, you know what was respectable to me? The dudes that would uh, sleep in their rack while we were in Port Norfolk during working hours. Guys <laughs> <laughs> that just didn't how, care. How, how legit were, were those guys? Cold. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the only one I could think of. I don't know why I didn't do it because I should have. But you know, no, I know. I wish I, was, I wish I was brave enough to. Yeah. Did not have a care about what whatever he did, man. He was like, <laughs> deal with it. What are they gonna do? Kick me out of here? <laughs> like, go ahead. You know, and it wasn't like he was like it was like he was being lazy. It'd be like he had like you know, bro. Like I had to watch till four o'clock in the morning. My yeah. relief was was an hour and a half late. Like I didn't go to bed until five forty five. Yeah. I'm not getting up at seven o'clock and then working for nine hours straight on bullshit when I'm, you know, like I'm just being awake just because they want me to be awake. Yeah. No, I'm going down to bed. Yeah. I mean, we never do hey, shit in, in port. Yeah. You know, and yeah, and if you try to tell Josh not to do it, you know, he'd be like, going anyway. Like, <laughs> All right, dude. You know, and yeah, I mean, there were other people. There were I could I could rattle off a couple of names of dudes that I knew that just were like, yeah, they were. They were I'm going people, to bed, but nobody I can. Poor Norfolk, <laughs> right before lunch, waking up, it's getting like, out of breath, <laughs> cleaning up just a little bit, and then like going back in right after. Yeah. Lunch. Or set an alarm before inspection so you could get out. It's for ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's like equivalent to like clocking in to your job, mm-hmm. and then finding a, a legit uh, an actual bed. See it now. I remember this? We got the, <laughs> when we got the new mattresses. And like you know, Josh was like, like an actual bed a with bed a blanket and a pillow. So <laughs> what'd you say dude remember when we got the new like uh internal coil mattresses or whatever they were like really comfortable oh yeah it was like i'm gonna get a bed storm in this thing so much <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, which it was a really comfy mattress it was quite the upgrade 
He's like, I only got enough. To, I only got enough to get one glass of water in the past two days or something. It was. <laughs> did, did you guys bring your own pillows or did you just rock the fucking super flat old ass pillows that they like, that they gave you? I think later on, I probably brought a pillow from somewhere. But I know, like, because you know, deployment, like, I had the pillow or whatever, and we made the most of it. Yeah, I didn't bring my own. Yeah, I didn't I just, bring my own pillow. I just used what I had and just folded it over like four times to yeah. make it some sort of like padding. I remember always upgrading when somebody would like move out or get kicked out of birthing or something. And then you, that I, like, I would just go cannibalize to see what like, yeah. oh, their sheets are way better. Mm-hmm. You know, like I had like a pair of like fitted sheets at one point that were like the Hanes, like t-shirts. Oh, nice. Did you guys yeah. have, did you guys have the, the wool blanket that went down to your ankles <laughs> i did bring my own blanket though i always had that i got a, a civilian blanket in like a school yeah I, traveled too. With that. I took that with me throughout you know i'd also found a blanket in birthing to use like somebody had moved out and i was like i'll take it <laughs> yeah uh, you know. Wasn't there a lost and found like box in birthing too? No, that was on the Mestex, right? Yeah, I've got a pair of uh, I've got a pair of shoes that I still wear to this day, dress shoes that I got out of there. And they're, they're a pair of Stacy Adams, they're brown, they're they're, they're legit shoes. I've, I've taken them to a cobbler and had him reapply the soles to them. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm not making that man. up. That's awesome. Also, that you found a cobbler. A cobbler. Thing. I know that's what I'm tripping out on. It's a shoe repair guy. Time. <laughs> since i was a, a wee lad because <laughs> we you know we used to have to stretch the money and go to a cobbler <laughs> with your pinocchio ass walking off the heels of my shoes <laughs> oh man um so that's that's birthing <laughs> no. do you guys do you guys need a smoke and you guys need a smoke break oh man that was my that was the that was the best part about the ship. Should we head up to the smoke deck then? <laughs> it's, it's, it's about time for a Yeah. Even if um, you didn't smoke, like you ended the up. Greatest place on earth. <laughs> where 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 you found out everything that was going yep. on on the ship. I wasn't a smoker myself, so I was never up there. No secrets on the smoke deck, man. Oh, yeah. Missing out. Yep. Is that what whatever happened on the smoke deck or whatever was discussed on the smoke deck stays on the smoke deck? No, hell no, dude. You told everybody else as soon as you heard it. Yeah, yeah. You went to the smoke deck for one reason, one reason only. Gossip. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, then also smoke like nine, five, 95 cigarettes in a row. That way you didn't have to go back to work. Yeah. Um, can you guys really quickly discuss the unfairness that the special pre- treatment smokers would get, especially when you're on watch? Well, it's, I think it's, it's basically the same in life. Like, you know, <laughs> if you smoked, you can take you know unlimited breaks unlimited breaks at random yeah and that's why i started smoking (laughs) smoked occasionally but you know not there's people that wouldn't even smoke and they would go on the smoke deck just to like hang out you know i mean we'd be up there all hours of the night ready to go back in and then you know old whoever comes out and you're like well shit i gotta smoke another one now (laughs) you know i mean Yeah, I see what, what's happening with this uh, this guy. Yeah. What's, what's the longest you guys stayed on the smoke deck, like in Port Norfolk, on the working day? 
I mean, easily an hour. Yeah. Easily. Just an hour? Uh, well, that would be like, I mean. It, well, it was dependent on where the smoke deck was, too, because yeah, obviously certain areas can get away with it more than others. I'm, I'm thinking like the the starboard side. The starboard break, you could, you could hang out there break. for a long time because you could yeah. hang in the blinders and stuff. <laughs> you could hang out. Especially at night. Oh, no one was up there, man. You just yeah. chill out up there. Oh yeah, go on on watch. Yep. Yeah. All right, Chief, I'll be back. I'm gonna have a smoke break. Thirty minutes later, come back. Proofman, and I remember that, I, dude. I'm pretty sure you were there, man. That uh, me and Cole back on the aft end where they had that that fire hose reel, that uh, red fire hose reel. Yeah. Remember, was that on like the A triple F fire hose on the, the uh, that'd be on the port deck. side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Port side, the, the uh, back there. They had the smoke deck back there. Josh brought back his, uh, he had just gotten that AM radio that he was always listening to. And he put it out there and we listened to it and we stayed out there for like six hours straight. Transistor radio. We, st- we, s- we sat out there all day. We didn't do, we didn't go inside this shit from the time muster happened. We just stayed out there until like they were like, everybody go home. We didn't go inside. We smoked like, we smoked like more than a pack of cigarettes a piece the entire time. You were, I, I know you were there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Easily an hour. Like, you could easily spend an hour on the smoke deck. Um, Six hours straight. We did not yeah. go inside that shit. We did nothing that day. Absolutely nothing. The U.S. government gave us money. And we did nothing. That was like every day we were in port. Mm. Come on. They paid us to clean. Yeah, basically. Uh, <laughs> and then, remember going out there how when we like, were not good at cleaning, even though <laughs> that was all we did. Remember we go out back aft when there was a, when it would be like we'd be underway and there'd be fucking nobody out there at all. Like it would be dark ship or whatever. We would sneak yeah. back there and like smoke a cigarette or smoke smoke a pipe or something. Like sit up, yep. sit back and be you, Josh, and like sit on the bits. Like, yep. Yep. I mean, it was so fucking dark you couldn't see a thing. You couldn't see your hand. It would be that that was that was amazing and also maybe slightly dangerous. But yeah, slightly. Yeah. <laughs> but there would be you just hang out there back there by that after by that after wall, that dipping area, and just like fucking smoke a cigarette and stuff. Mm-hmm. One time on Christmas Eve, we Drew and I did some shots with a uh, uh old Carl. Remember that oh, big old guy? Mm-hmm. Carl Gibbs. <laughs> we went back there and uh it was after dark in port or something, and Carl was like, Hey man, y'all do some shots. We drew like okay. Yeah, man. He had a, a flash like a cell phone. <laughs> you remember that? Awesome. I, do, I do remember that. Yeah. And we looked at it. It was like Everclear. And I was like, damn, dude, Carlin, you got that. <laughs> he was a good, good dude. Yeah, yeah, we did a couple a couple pulls with old Carl. And Merry Christmas, I think is what he said. <laughs> Merry Christmas, going to a shot. I'm like, yeah, dude, look it up. My, my biggest gripe with the smoke deck was um, – you know, I was in the Tomahawk division, arguably one of the smallest divisions on the ship. Yeah. And our and towards the end of my uh, time on the board, our division got the for our top side cleaning station was the smoke deck, and we were <laughs> legit. We were the legit the only division on the ship that didn't have any smokers. Yeah, <laughs> I remember the, that. And the smoke deck <laughs> was the dirtiest part of the oh, ship. Oh yeah, because yeah, it was you guys in the um. One gunners, the VLS gunners mates, or, or was it that? I couldn't remember which way the division was for you guys for strike, but yeah, like 
And what, what bugged me even more is that you could, you, you know who the smokers are. Why aren't they cleaning their, the place that they dirty up? Like, it's pretty yeah. easy to identify who uses the smoke deck. Yeah, at least import the divisional or duty section, rather, smokers should. Yeah. Oh, they did the Tomahawk guys only wanted to clean that one space, like, one time a month. No, I'm not even going to sit and listen to this. Towards the and end. You guys are always complaining. A big deal. <laughs> I mean, I see your point. You don't smoke. Why the hell are you? Absolutely. Not only did I not smoke, our our whole whole, no one in here. Yeah, the whole division smoke free. Even back in the day, it was what just. There's like a dozen people in there. Someone there. Mac would smoke. Bobby Hart smoked, right? No, for a little bit. For a little bit. A little bit every now and then. No, at the the end of his tour, Paul didn't, and neither did Kissling. Did Holland smoke? Nope. Yeah, like. Yeah, it was always pretty light smoker wise too. Chief Glass was a smoker though. I wasn't there for him though. Yeah, yeah, I was way back in the day. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, let's go down and uh, meet your work center. Do you guys remember your first time meeting the first your work center? It was interesting because I mean, like Ramirez was my work center soup. So uh, real quick, I just wanted to. Did you did you and uh, Charles Aston check on the exact same time? No, a, a day apart. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted I just want to see the awkward feel the awkwardness of the story because I've never heard it. I want to hear the ending of this story <laughs> of this friendship. Anyways, go, so, go ahead, Andy. Sorry. Right. Yeah. So um, yeah, you know, go down there. Ramirez was my sponsor, but you know, meeting her and then get to meet uh Storin, who i you know had recognized from dahlgren but didn't know anything about him you know but he was you know became my roommate later on so he was yeah. a good guy um then there was nico and mike you know um they were like tight friends so like they had their own like you know <laughs> thing about them but they're pretty cool short ridge was a strange like hermit man of sorts that slept behind like the displays and stuff in the shop most of the time underway like he didn't sleep in birthing so that was interesting and uh yeah it was like an interesting shop you know it was like oh it was all this stuff and like thankfully we had kind of a pretty good setup in our computer room as far as our equipment so like i was happy about kind of the layout you know gear that we had we were set pretty well for computer tech so it wasn't bad. And, uh, you know, it was interesting, you know, to meet everybody and just kind of see all the stuff like in its layout or whatever and all that. Yeah. I remember, I mean, I had to go up, like, because I mean, my work center was like right under the bridge, damn near. Yeah. So, I mean, I had to climb like all the fucking stairs and everything. Oh, yeah. um, but when I got there, like, everyone, who was there like previously in the work center was has already been there for a while and they were all like really tight and really close and i i felt very much like the new guy like no experience and and these people have been through like multiple deployments together um so it's a little bit intimidating but they were all very nice um yeah my work center supervisor um his name was fluent he was he was a great guy um he had uh built the work center to be really cool. 
Um, so I, I, I immediately liked everyone, but I, I, I just felt like the third wheel, you know, and then they all left. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. That's a good feeling though. Isn't it? When you're like increasing in rank. <laughs> immediately <laughs> like seniority, seniority. Uh, you, you, you were, you were working supervisor, uh, uh, when I was, I was, I wasn't in your vision, but you were working at Supervisor for a while when yeah. you and I were hanging out. Yeah, you I know, mean, like I mean, like two years or something. So I mean, you you were the you were the 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 first start of the class of people that were yeah. coming into to coming into mm-hmm. a, uh, a, 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 um, CFO three or whatever. Yeah, you know, I mean, the chief leaving. Everybody, it was about mm-hmm. to be a full fucking changeover, and you were the first piece of that puzzle. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So I was, I was, yeah. Basically, everyone that I knew was like leaving. Like, John, shortly uh, after. Plane colors. Uh, John was there before you, right? John, which one? F C S. Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. Uh, I think we. I don't remember to be honest. When I feel like we checked on like. And I'd be afraid to like, be, I'd be, I, he'd, he'd want to be in like Paul Bunyan, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I would just tell these crazy stories about things that like, he's probably like, that never happened like that. Okay. <laughs> like, you know how he would be. <laughs> like, yeah. That um, was a cool guy, man. Oh yeah. I mean, but you were the, you were, I mean, as far as like, I like, as I'm concerned, uh, you know, you, you, Meyer, uh, Cole, and Cole, mm-hmm. and you guys were the you guys were the the, the new the new class, and you guys yeah. fucked the whole thing up. Basically, yeah, he screwed it up for the rest of them coming down. And he, then you know, uh, I so I when I came on, uh, FC Pushai, FCS guy, yeah, bye uh, bye. <laughs> he. Uh, he went to another command or whatever, and uh, yeah, I can't even remember where he went. Like where his orders were. He came on board one time, like after that, to like do some shit or whatever. He came to like yeah. the, the the work center. We were kind of like, yeah. "Hey, dude, like we don't really know you that well." So, yeah, like well, it's right. not that, to, you know, like it was one of those things where he it or something weird. He was only on the ship for or with me for like three or four months. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, like he was my sponsor, and he went on. Uh, he went on on leave for palm and it was like i think they i think the 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 vision turned me over to fc2 white and she was too busy or whatever and was like gibbs go ahead and uh, take take care of joe take care of fc3 to cavalier and i was i didn't know anybody i didn't you know i was a new new guy completely on the ship and he he didn't show me how to be an FC, but he showed me how to be like a human being and interact with other human beings on the ship. A crew and member. was just like a very friendly guy and was like just a really cool guy in general. Like invited me to his house and stuff. Like I, I went to his house and had beers with him. Gave me some beers underage once or twice. Um, but was just like a really, you know, decent dude anyway. I knew that I didn't have any friends or anything, you know? And showed and introduced me to other people on the ship that he thought were cool guys, and you know it was it was a very it was a, it was a, I had a very good uh, 
uh, like upbringing in there. People gave Gibbs shit all the time. Was always calling him like Joe C Daddy and shit because we, <laughs> we became friends. And mm-hmm. the, like the sonar guys always gave him shit. It would be like uh, uh, York, Spivey, and, uh, Spivey. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. uh, you know, and but, you know, Gibbs Gibbs is a good guy. Shot was a good guy. He showed me how to be you know more of an FCS guy, and then. But I mean, really, your job is super secondary to like being a normal human being on a ship. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you can't fit in with other people, bro, you're gonna have a shitty fucking time. You yeah. got 300 people you have to interact with, like, oh, a lot. Wise mm-hmm. advice. Yeah. 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 So you better, you better get over that shit. And Gibbs well, breaks that up. Well, mm-hmm. we've, been, we've been going at it for a while, guys. So I kind of want to wrap up now. So I just want to, let's just kick into these beer reviews really quick. Yeah, why not? I'll go first. Um, like I said, I was drinking the Elysian Salt and Sea Watermelon Ghost Beer. So I've had, Dr. Shed has this, uh, it's like a cucumber and salt or beer where it, it feels like you could taste the salt grains in the beer. This is way more subtle. The watermelon's super more, way more subtle and the salt is way more subtle. It'd be a, a super good uh, summer drink. Um, I've already reviewed this beer on the untapped app, so I'm not going to do it. Um, it's like one through five bottle caps. So I like to think like four and five is what you'd bring to a, a friend for a special occasion. Three is like your go-to and then one and two is like, I'll pass. I would give this beer like a 3.5. Let's do your review, Andy. What are you drinking? So I'm drinking the Kona Brewing Company Longboard Island Lager. You want to describe it and then give us a, rate, a rating? Yeah, um, it's like when I checked in on uh, the untapped thing, I, I just kind of put it as smooth, but um, like it's it's a nice, I guess mellow would be another good word to describe it. Um, you know, it's, it's a lager, so it's like nothing is overpowering, but like it's... Um, you know, it's just got a, a nice, enjoyable flavor to it. I don't know. I like. I rated it a three and a half. Like, it's, and, oh, nice. You know, it's uh, it's pretty good. I'm not necessarily going out of my way for it, but I will probably pick it over some other standbys per se to like be a nice change. I got. I think you. I, I think between this and the gold nail, I like the gold nail better. But this is pretty good for sure. Awesome. Uh, you ever surfed after drinking it? I think so. I, I might be have to at least later or whatever. <laughs> oh, crazy! Hey, Drew, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Land Shark Lager. Pretty vanilla. I mean, not doesn't taste like vanilla, yeah, yeah. but it's it's standard for beer. I mean, it's an everyday drinker. I feel, um, you know, maybe some place something I would take to a party. Um, tastes pretty good. Not too hoppy. Not too dry. Um, I will say uh, to rate it, I would give it probably three. Um, however, if I had some tequila and oh, I added yeah. it to that to make a loaded land shark, I'd boost it up to like a four. I was gonna <laughs> say like I've had I, I, I'm a fan of land shark and it's a good like you're on the ocean like it's on a the summer strip. beer. Yeah, you know you're at a, yeah. a seaside restaurant on the strip. That's a good beer to order. Just dump the shot in it. Yeah. And you just pour a little bit of te- tequila right on top, like a floater. Dude, it's like crazy in Florida. 
like that a, sounds good. What is it? A, a brass monkey where you just top off a, a 40 ounce with orange juice. You just top it off or something. No, you drink it down to the top of the label and then you fill it up with orange juice. That's a brass monkey, right? Bro, I don't know if you should put this on the air because I have no idea. Okay. And I don't want us to look stupid. <laughs> Drew, do you know? I don't I don't know. I've never oh, done you that. Son so. of a bitch. Sorry. You were the guy that I would have if I had to call a friend. <laughs> Sorry. Um yeah. look yeah. it up. All okay, right. What are you drinking? I am drinking the KC Pills. Uh, you and... want to describe it and give us your between, um, between one and five bottle caps. What do you got? Oh, I would say that I would I would bring this to somebody's house. Three and a half stars. Uh, it's a it's a it's a good sipping beer. Uh, I, I don't know if it'd be great in the, in the summertime. I just don't think it'd be that good at like as it gets like to be like close to room temperature and this like hammering them. So uh, you're drinking in the house, climate controlled. Got a little bit more of a shelf life. Well, I'm, I'm past the age of uh, hammering beer, beers as, as many as I could. So. Oh, I don't know if it, I wouldn't hold on to it for 45 minutes. <laughs> and exactly. uh, uh, you know, strictly nursing. <laughs> I need that koozie. <laughs> oh, I need to start busting out the koozies as well. Oh man, I could be putting up all sorts of local businesses. I know. <laughs> right. Bill's <you> towing. <laughs> <laughs> Super. Um, that was a pretty good episode, if I do say so myself. Yeah, yeah let's do a quick couple plugs, huh? We just dropped Joe's one-on-one interview, so if you want to uh, go back and listen to that, go back and listen to Joe's interview. I did. That. Oh no, no, not a self plug. I'm talking about. The... No, I know. Oh, okay. But, uh, we also got the. Are you talking about the playlist? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got the average GI Joe podcast playlist on Spotify. That's um at the end of all my one-on-one interviews, I asked them to recommend three songs everybody should listen to, and then I put all those songs on a playlist. So check that out. Do you guys got anything? Um, nope. The I mean, Sinister X should potentially be doing some shows come like probably end of summer. We're thinking, so definitely uh, be on the lookout for that. If you're out in the, I guess, the Hampton Roads area. Yeah, we'll probably do a show or two in Hampton Roads and then uh, we'll come down and see Drew because uh, we'll probably do like, we're potentially going to do like four or five days if we can figure it out and book it with uh, Little Ozzy. Oh. Since, uh, my rhythm guitarist knows him and hung out with him a couple weeks ago back when he was, you know, ran into him at his show uh, the other week. So, you know. Cool. You'll be in Orlando? Or Florida yeah, in general. Like Florida in general will be around. We'd probably operate, you know, either out of that, out of one of his rentals or whatever, or however we do things, figure it out. But, you know, I'm sure we'd probably end up doing something in Orlando for sure. So, hell yeah. Know, when I know, you'll know. Awesome. Look forward to it. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, listen, like, subscribe, share the podcast. That'd be pretty dope. And uh, that's it. Say bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Take it uh, easy.